0: I'm just gonna start this with the stream with, with Mangi. What is that? Is that a palm? Is that a palm drink?
1: Um, it's espresso martini.
0: Oh, I've never heard of. Wait, so it's like an alcoholic coffee?
1: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's. Uh, How do you mix that? Espresso, espresso vodka and Kahlua.
0: Ooh, I've heard of Kahlua. That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You just shake it all together, and there you go.
0: Oh, simple, simple enough. Parts. So, you have the caffeine to get the jazz, and then you got the booze to get the, the vibes.
1: <laughs> I mean, to think. They tried to sell all these kids on this Four loco stuff.
0: I know. You had coffee all along. Looking good, Mangy. Looking fresh. Nice main going. I try. Okay, so are you nice and cozy? You got your martini espresso going? Okay, so hello guys, welcome to the next Tree Bark interview with a very special furry guest who I've actually had an eye on for quite a while ever since I got into the fandom. Ooh, we're taking a selfie. Nice. Okay, I would like I that, please. Um, I can, <laughs> you know, what? I can legit post those. Okay, I'll put them in posts on the show too. Uh, okay. So, um, yes, no. So we're going to kick this off with another interview with a special guest, Mangusu, and I've been following him, like I said, uh, basically since the beginning I got into the fandom. You were one of the first furries that I had my eyes on because you were way out there doing dance competitions, and I'm like, what is a fursuit dance competition? Uh, And it was just, like, mind-blowing to me. Do you remember, like, the Vine days when that was a thing before TikTok?
1: That's the Vine days, uh, 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I know.
0: Basically an internet time too. If anything's more than like a year old, you're ancient already. But no, Vine was an app where people would do like TikTok video dance things. And I caught wind of the furry fandom like at all through Vine. So I saw a bunch of your dance videos and I was just so enamored. And I'm like, okay, what is this furry dance thing all about? So I went to YouTube and I checked it out. And next thing you know, I'm a furry and I went to BLFC and I just sat and watched a real-life dance competition with fursuiters just breaking it down and it was freaking awesome. I really did love it and it's one of the highlights when I go to any convention, to be totally honest.
1: Yeah, it definitely is uh, one of the um,
0: best events to find at all furry conventions. Uh, what is, did you, okay, wait, when you got into the fandom, was dancing sp- one of the main things that you actually found when you found the community, or did you just kind of f- find it as a general kind of fun space?
1: Um, I feel like dancing in the furry community, we like, we like, our paths started at the exact same point. Mm-hmm. Like, dance competitions were extremely new when I first started going to conventions. So oh. uh, my first convention was 2009 and like the, literally the first furry dance competition was just two years before that.
0: So in, oh, so you were way at the peak or not even the peak, but like sort of one of the leading people who was building this sort of culture in our subculture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, is that to say even, like, for... Because at least in 2009, I take it that uh, there were conventions happening, but did conventions specifically host dance competitions as we know it today?
1: Um, I, FWA was the first one. And mm-hmm. then uh, right after FW 2009, more conventions started doing their very first dance competitions. Oh wow. So, like it all just
0: started happening did, um, uh, around that year. Did you know that this was a thing that you wanted to do though from the beginning where it's like, okay, let's cultivate this and we're gonna make yeah, it like official and this kind of huge concert with a ton of energy?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. <laughs> um, like I first saw uh some fursuiters uh dancing just like at a um like an online stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the furry fun day poppet show. So I saw one furry dancing on there and I was like, I can do that. And I'm going to do that.
0: Did, did you have a fursuit at the time though? Um, I made it. Oh, wait, wait, is the fursuit we see now your actual handmade fursuit? Oh, no. no, not at all. I can never make oh. something this good. Oh no. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wait. So, but you know what? Your, st- your story actually is reminding me of another furry. Uh, if you've heard of a little, a uh, furry youtuber and dancer by the name of flu Husky. um oh yeah yeah <laughs> you may have heard of him <laughs> but mm-hmm. yep. no yeah that blue boy i think i i was so blown away too when i got to speak to him and he started off making his suit as well and he just started wanting to starting like dancing in it and so i guess you you guys had sort of this similar kind of evolution over the years
1: yeah yeah i see a, i see a lot of um similarities between my path and his
0: mm-hmm. did wait did you start off so you said the first dance competition that you saw was sort of like this was it a a floor war type of situation where it wasn't on stage or anything yet
1: it was literally a fursuiter in a house and just in a room and dancing by himself to a webcam
0: oh wow so it was yeah. like yeah bare bones type of stuff yeah
1: I was just seeing, I was just seeing like how a furry creature becomes animated and reacts to music. I was like, that would look so good. Mm-hmm. I can do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, it did that sort of bleed into like, because I mean, well, I'm gonna try and step back a bit though too. Uh, when when I found you. Uh, I got really into also your YouTube channel and this was before like I got into any kind of mainstream furry content type of stuff I didn't really know what the community was and I was just kind of you know being one of those online lurkers and I was checking out like okay what are these furries doing I I, like a lot of them make music they make art and like what are these dancers up to so I saw your show and it was the Dash and Mangy show and I thought you guys were like the cutest couple and everything and It really, like, was nice to see you guys in the morning doing your guys' thing, and that's how I would start my day before work and then just try to, like, get more comfortable with the fandom. And you guys, like, were a huge part for that for me.
1: Oh. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was was a lot of fun making it. It was a lot of work, too.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, hosting it and then you guys even had guests on and everything and just coordinating that like for myself too. It's like this weird like surreal feeling where I saw you guys so many years ago and now I get to actually talk to you and it was as simple as just asking for a favor and I really appreciate you guys coming down. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Um, so I have something to start with though. Let's see if I can cue it up. And I uh, wanted to just sort of show some some dancers. And I want to ask of you if you could help sort of uh, break down their character and show what kind of energy and style of dancing that they do. Does that sound okay, okay. with you?
1: I think, I think I can do that, yeah.
0: Okay, right on. Okay, let's see here if I can get the right stream going for Discord. <laughs> hey! Do you recognize this boy? Of course. Okay, so Legendary strobes. <laughs> Oh wait, what happened to your feed? You froze on my end. Oh no. What? I'm still moving? I'm still here. Hmm. Wait, some some kind of shenanigans is happening right now. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh let's see, wait. Why did the yeah you froze on a really cool pose though you're very flattering right now oh <laughs> wonderful, hmm, what the heck, <laughs> oh my gosh, doing a- oh, there you are, you're back, yay, okay, can you see the street? Can you still see the strobes?
1: yeah, I see the strobes, I see the socks, I see the magnificent eyes, the
0: thigh highs to the eyes to the afro, not afro, the full hawk. <laughs> Okay, so this is Strobes, and as you know, I think a lot of people know him in the fandom. But how would you break down his dance style and his sort of energy, Mangusu? Uh,
1: yeah, he's um definitely very much uh excels the most, I think, of any dancer at all with body control. Mm. Like he pop and locks like no one else, but also just like can just move his body into so many positions and just hold it it's really crazy how like well he is at isolations and stuff
0: oh like could you unpack that a bit so i'm a super noob i don't dance i am a a illustrator in the community i don't have any kind of like body control that type of thing so how would you break down isolations and stuff like that for people out there who are maybe even getting into dancing right now
1: I mean, like, isolations is exactly what it means. You move one part of your body without moving the rest of your body.
0: Oh, so you're just so, focusing on one portion of movement.
1: So, like, like a, one is, like, the head will Whoa. move, and then the body will move without the head.
0: Whoa. It's That's really, sort of.
1: It's really hypnotizing. Yeah, you also can tut really well, which is, like, just making angles with your limbs. Mm-hmm.
0: It's based off the, um, like, king tut work. As in, like, making, oh, that's where it comes from. Oh my god, I just put that together. Okay, thank yeah. you.
1: <laughs> really, it's really not that complicated. Like honestly, I've never had a single dance lesson in my life. We just like we just pick up the lingo <laughs> when we talk to each other. You know what? No, <laughs> you
0: you bring up a really common trait where I'm like, okay, where did these guys go to choreography lessons? You know, where did they pick this up? Were they background dancers for like a Lady Gaga type of concert or something? Like, how did they learn?
1: Really, just from each other.
0: And that's the thing, too. Like, when you just find an art form, so many people just pursue it with all their heart, and it's like, I'm going to just do this thing, and then you guys just do it. And I love that. It's like, ugh. It gets me motivated, too. The Okay, so that's Strobes. He's got really good body control, and, yeah, I think he rocks those thigh highs quite well. How about this boy?
1: Yay! <laughs> Tiggs, yeah, he's a, he's a British local to me.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yep, uh, I've known him for quite a while. Um, yeah, Tiggs is lovely. He has... I love that suit. <laughs> the they also eyes. go by
0: Chow Mein, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, that suit's name is Ta- Chow Mein. Um, yeah. The furry Tiggs.
1: Uh, yeah, he's ha- he has had several suits and been dancing for quite a long time. Um, he's He's got a very... Uh, similar to me he has
0: like a um a sensual style very
1: mm-hmm.
2: much in that yeah.
0: so. <laughs> the the first time i ever went to a dance competition i think he debuted at that one at blfc in 2019 i believe and i've never seen that suit before but as soon as that music came on i knew it was going to be like very sexy and yeah he brought that full circle it was amazing i wasn't at that one too was i were you at 2019 BLSC at the GSR? It's, it's, kind of, it's always at that one. Yes.
1: Was there that dance competition?
0: Mm, I, don't I don't remember. It. But it was, if you do remember, and I'm going to get into a little bit of spoilers here, that competition had the duo furries with Impulse, I believe. And I think yeah. they placed first.
1: And they he they took off their heads right
0: yes that was a big one too a lot of my friends yeah, were talking about that oh you were there oh my gosh uh i'm what so sorry <laughs> okay well yes so that is uh tigs featuring chow Main yeah. here next furry fursuit dancer and of course we have impulse
1: ah,
0: yeah how um, would you describe their type of energy
1: I'm not like especially familiar with him. Um, uh, they're compared to the other dancers, the, he's a bit—they're uh, a bit newer, so I haven't like. I since ever since I left America, I haven't been able to been around the dance competitions as often. So, mm-hmm. um, what I do know is that they—they they have a very much of a—they play to the character of their suit a lot, which I love that.
0: It's very punky, and for, like, the people yeah. at home listening uh, to the show, like, describing their suit is, like, very poppy. They've got pink stripes on, like, this light pink suit and with just bright blue accents to their arms and leggies, and it, it, they look so good in it, too.
1: That's definitely what I get from all the performances I have seen. It's very much a punk uh, attitude to it. So I like that they, they play to this monster character.
0: Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so they're kind of like a kaiju in a way, too. And, yeah, yeah. And playing to that punk narrative, um, like what you said before for their uh, first place dance uh, placement at BLFC, taking off the heads was, I think, something that I've never seen other dancers do before. So everyone was kind of had like a wow factor from that. It was definitely a power move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few dancers
1: that, that play up to the monster thing and... And um, I even did that before with my previous suit. Oh, well, oh! do you want to unpack that a little bit? Uh, yeah, so the suit I had before this was one of they made. It was Monster Roo. Monster Roo. The green and black kangaroo.
0: Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am also the Monster Roo.
0: <laughs> How did you. Wait, was that a species that you started off in the fandom like knowing that you wanted and then how did you gravitate to mongoose i didn't sell i've always been a mongoose okay well we'll make that my clear my persona
1: has always been a mongoose but like i just had to wait until like i could find someone who could create a mongoose for a suit to my liking mm-hmm. uh but uh the monsteru came about because there was kind of like a fad going on um for soda themed kangaroos
0: soda themed Soda theme, like a like a beverage.
1: Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I was the first one. There was already a Dr Pepper. Oh, that's And cute. there was there was a uh, I think there was a Live wire Mountain Dew. So yeah, they were just like very colorful kangaroos, and I was like, let's do monster as a kangaroo.
0: Would you say yourself as mangi is more of the martini vodka type of coffee beverage these days
1: sure, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> something with rum in it, maybe
0: oh okay, that's a okay, that's a must, that's a mangy must, and then let's see, oh, and you also mentioned that you didn't start off in London, and I know that's where you're you're based now, that's your hometown, right, so
1: yeah i've been living in uh england for about five years now
0: what was that sort of culture clash or just move as a as a whole like do you mind going through that with us
1: it was a lot that went into it um a lot of different factors and it's a very different way of life and a very uh very eye-opening
0: i know you guys drive on the opposite side of the road
1: yeah, they, they do. I don't, I don't drive here. Their roads are horrible. Oh gosh. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, that's um, one of I'm the tired. things too, like, I think that's a big difference between like a lot of Western places and then you have European places where they're more focused on like the walking aspect of just living in your town. And I'm like, why don't more places just embrace this type of, like, San Francisco type of living where you have a cafe down the corner, you have the shops just next door to your house, and you could just not walk, like, 50 miles where you have to drive a car?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's that, but there's, there's, there's upsides and downsides. But what I do appreciate the most is um, the fact that there's mass transportation
0: everywhere. Oh, just the rail system, too, is probably really good over there.
1: Yeah, the rail system, the buses. I can go anywhere I want without a car, almost.
0: Oh, that's the dream. I mean, I'm based here in Hawaii, so everything here is kind of ocean-locked. And if you want to get somewhere, if you drive a car, even if it's like eight miles to work, you're going to spend 40 minutes in traffic. Yeah. (laughs) But we are building a railway right now, so I'm pretty stoked about that.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Um,
0: how would you say that the furry culture differs uh, from like coming from America for you and then transitioning into European type of culture? Like, how's the furry base in Europe?
1: Uh, it's a little different. I feel that Americans are definitely they party a lot more. Really, <laughs> they go oh. they go wilder. They they aren't afraid to hold back. So I, I feel like the Europeans. Um, Tends Let's, to be a little bit more reserved, but they're very much very lovely.
0: I thought like and the, the very big EDM house scene was like huge over there. I mean, it's called Euro House for a reason, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the rape music started in Europe, sure.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, but then coming to London now, did you feel like it was hard for yourself to find that local community, or was it sort of as easy as America?
1: uh well london itself is so big that they have a very well established community Mm in terms of furries so it wasn't for me it wasn't hard at all to like just go to the london meet that happens every three weeks
0: oh that's just a local meet over there
1: yeah yeah it's very big
0: oh okay how is the dance scene then for you um
1: the dancing is still developing and i hope i hope that it can
0: flourish more what if you could host, like, local small dance meets? Would you do something like that? Um, I would if I could find,
1: like, space to actually dance.
0: Oh, you would need, like, a studio or something, yeah?
1: Yeah. Um, no, I, I haven't quite figured out how to put any of that together. I'm not the best at organization.
0: So at least for the furcons over there, I guess that's where you can go the hardest in terms of, like, getting your choreography out there and then just, like, showcasing it, right?
1: You can do whatever you want
0: <laughs> that's fair, yeah, um but I mean like so how would you say that fur cons are over there c- contrast with the western cons
1: uh they're different they're very different vibe um I think it's very much there's uh there's a lot more happening, I feel like in the European like lobby spaces, mm-hmm. Feel like there's a lot more interaction there there's a lot more focus on uh pursuiting itself and like the photographers and uh, uh displaying things i guess while american cons i feel like their biggest draw are parties and the rooms and uh, room
0: parties for sure yeah that's a big one a did you ever go to um like a vr room party no have you tried vr at all actually i'm really
1: curious (laughs) i've tried it once or twice it's very very odd for me but it's very interesting
0: yeah like i really am okay i'm a huge bias proprietor of like the furry technomancer ability of like furs to just engage more with like the real life aspect of furry culture because Mm -hmm. i mean all of us are basically online based. Like what we're doing here is like I'm in a digital fursuit talking to you right now halfway across the world. And that is like super awesome magic to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And when, when the, okay, there was this really cool example. Um, I think at the recent, most recent one, FWA, uh, they had this uh, room where the VR chat community could p- literally party right next to a cross of a wall to the real life oh, yeah. party. Yeah, did you see that? Or did you catch wind of that? I did, go to, I did go to that, actually. Oh, you actually saw it in person?
1: Yeah, I saw it in person. It was very weird.
0: Right? Yeah, I know. Like, and this is in real time. And then people can, like, put this together. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Like, at the time, I wasn't quite, like, like understanding what was going on. It felt like I was, I was looking into, like, an afterlife, almost. Like, a whole different
0: realm. <laughs> or a second life.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, okay. How, uh, how would you say, I mean, just like speaking about the online world now, what was your sort of engagement? Just, did you have like a live journal or MySpace? Like, how did you sort of stumble into finding more people to connect with?
1: I did have a live journal, but I don't think like my live journal really linked me to other people. Oh, okay. was uh, just a way to keep in touch with the people I did know
0: yeah and Um, telegram didn't exist back then so like what was the main way for yourself to sort of just say like hey where's these where's the other fursuit dancers or just furries i want to hang out with
1: uh we did have twitter uh and we had um there was for affinity
0: oh fa is a good one yeah
1: yeah. I don't really know how we kept in touch. I don't remember honestly.
0: <laughs> I know everything f- kind of falls to the wayside. It's like everything's TikTok, everything's Telegram and Twitter now. Um, yeah. until Elon Musk owns it or whatever. And then I mean,
1: the moment the moment
0: Telegram popped
1: up, we all jumped onto that right away. So that that became Hello? A thing
0: right. As way. soon as you saw animated furry stickers, uh, yes, please.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I caught on very fast.
0: That was the thing, like, my little brother, um, he's used to, like, the iPhone world, so, you know, everybody either has the blue bubble or, like, the green bubble, and as soon as he saw, like, me texting my friends on Telegram, he's like, whoa, what the hell, like, the chat background, you can customize, and you can make everybody a different color, and everyone has their own custom stickers, and it just blew his mind. I'm like, yep, welcome, welcome to the fandom. (laughs) Yeah. Uh okay so let's see oh on to the next first suit dancer let's go all right I think you may have recognized this boy too
1: never seen him before
0: no okay he's a little you know he's a little <laughs> underground I would say he's almost indie level you know not mainstream yet
1: uh let's see uh his name is um Luke
0: Luke something like that yeah I think he's like a German Shepherd I don't know why he's blue though
1: Blake. Fleek? Yeah.
0: I think he's on Fleek. Yeah. (laughs) Fleek. But this is Fluke Husky. So I know that you've actually collabed with him before, and I've seen through your content and and videos that you made, and they're really nice, and they're really, like, just kind of wholesome too. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of both of you guys, and seeing that sort of crossover was just an amazing, like, world clash for me. Uh, Yeah. So.
1: He's definitely a very wonderful person. I I feel like he is... um, is very dedicated into what he does and like it really um it really shows like i've done a lot of the same stuff he's done and then i kind of like dropped it because like this is too much work i can't keep up with it it is a huge
0: grind and it it really does i think like encourage that sort of burnout and being that sort of youtuber type of like influencer personality it's It's yeah. really tough, and doing that I think takes a lot of that sort of mental gymnastics yoga type of balance
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, no, I mean definitely more power to you to him and to all of like us furry creators in a way, but how would you describe his pop lock style because um, when I had the brief opportunity to speak to him i I really missed the chance to sort of elaborate and try to unpack his style because what I gathered from him was that. Uh, a lot of his stuff again was self-taught. So when he's listening to music, he's incorporating just sort of this rhythmic type of like, what would you say? Like you're just like a tuning fork, so you're just improvising as you listen to the beat.
1: Hmm. Um. He definitely, um, he definitely likes a lot of the uh, funk music. Mm-hmm. He loves to, he loves to like rock around. He loves to uh make his body i don't i don't know how to best describe it it's kind of like um rock to it but I guess. but that is a thing
0: though too because from the time that i was listening to like the, the panels where the judges are going to be like sort of critiquing and telling people what they could do or what they did really well um is that movement related to like the way you use the stage space So there is sort of this like thing where you have to you have to use all of the resources you have around you. And I think that you guys both try to focus on that aspect.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I wiggle in all dimensions.
0: (laughs) I mean, mangooses are pretty, pretty wiggly. I would know coming from Hawaii, we have a ton of them.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do know.
0: Oh, did you know about the story why and how they originated here? Because they weren't a native species.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like they, there was like a pest problem um, of rats eating. I don't know the pineapples. Yes,
0: it was. It was just and destroying fields.
1: And they're like, "All right, we'll just introduce a predator to eat the rats." Yes, the mongooses were like, "I got better things to do."
0: It's like, "Uh, I don't hunt during." The day or the night, and I think the prey had a different sleep schedule. So they never took care of the pest problem. The pests were still there, and now we have mangooses everywhere. (laughs) That was oh my gosh. Such a blunder. But hey, we've we've got more of your people here, so that's fine by me. (laughs) Good. I know, and then they're just dancing across the street, they're just popping and locking as they go. Uh, okay, next suitor. do you recognize this boy?
1: Oh, um, begins with a T, right? Yes,
0: they're, they're, a, I guess you could say that they're kind of a flavorful type of dancer. Oh. Gosh. If you have, uh, Terry, teriyaki, teriyaki. <laughs> oh, you got it, first try, nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't he from Ohio? I'm not sure.
0: I actually don't know. I've never had the chance to meet him. I've only seen him on stage, actually. But I okay. I just want to say first of all, his first performance that I seen was so incredibly mimi, and that's the vibe that I got from him when he did the alien head reveal. I don't know if you saw that.
1: I don't think I quite remember
0: now. Oh my gosh! Oh wait,
1: wait, wait! No, no, no! I do remember. I do remember now? Yeah.
0: Yes. So similar to impulse, uh, like rather than just taking off the head, he had one of those alien green skin suits underneath. And then it, it really yep. did match the reveal when there was like UFO swirly music coming onto the stage. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah. everyone yeah. was freaking like dying of laughing when he did that. I loved it. Yeah. But that's another uh, thing though too. Like I think I've seen him a lot on Vine and TikTok too during that era.
1: I definitely know he likes to he likes to joke around a lot. He likes he has a lot of high energy and um he loves to like, just play around with with exactly with memes. He likes to make fun of it. It's great.
0: hmm Let's see. So that's teriyaki. And I think uh yeah, you might know this boy. <laughs> so we have this uh person in a Kigu, they have a mushroom cap and they're looking really adorable. <laughs> <laughs> How would you explain their dance style, Mangi? Oh,
1: um, <laughs> my dance style. Uh, I mean everyone's just—they always use the word sassy on me.
0: Sassy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I couldn't tell by the gachu underneath your kigu. <laughs> I always like the. I always like
1: to pull a surprise here and there. Yeah, uh, I'm someone who's always looking for like some spice to add to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I would say that I, I dance in a, I like to go for essential ways. I like to, my, my dance style, I feel like is very posy. Like I, I like to rest on poses and just move and transition from pose to pose. Mm. So and I, very much, I very much follow, um, uh, the lyrics and musicality. I very much like play with it uh lyrically, I like to do things very literally
0: no, that's a really good point too, because in my own you know when I'm working out or whatever, I basically do art and I work out in my little home gym in the mirror and if i'm got if I, if I've got a really nice jam going like I'm singing with it, and if they're like saying that I wave goodbye to my lover or something in the song, I'm waving in my little gym and you sort of just narrate with this choreography and song like so so do you take that and in, in, incorporate that into your own type of choreography
1: yeah all the time I, like i i'm just like i don't over it when i dance i try to become like just like a very literal visualization of yes. The music
0: yes um do you feel like that is something that is worth mentioning to a lot of furries, I guess, starting off when dancing. And I wanted to get into this with you about how you could maybe give some tips to people and how they get through the fursuit dancing competition sort of vetting, you know, because uh, actually, do you want to sort of explain that to me and to folks out there of how you get into fursuit dancing for uh, fursuit dance competitions at conventions? Like, what is the process like to enter to put yourself in there and then to go through with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on the comp on the convention. The bigger ones are definitely much, much harder than some of the more local smaller ones. hmm um, For the big ones, there is an audition process. There often be, um, on the first day of the convention, they'll have to have a, um, a preliminary um, event scheduled. -hmm and that can work uh, different ways some of them do an event where um, you just show up with your routine that you have planned you'll be given a spot to show it off to um, a panel of judges and they will just take that and compare it to the all the other competitors and just pick their favorites or they'll do um, the what I think is the harder method mm-hmm. is do a whole
0: freestyle dance off so is that actually literally like you don't know what you're going to be dancing to yeah so like they'll
1: get a big group of the dancers who want to join the competition mm-hmm. they'll have them spaced apart on the same floor and then they'll throw on a random song and say all right dance this for 40 seconds And then we're going to pick our favorites out of that group.
0: (laughs) Oh, so you're just showing your raw skills in that moment. So there's kind of like a little bit of high stakes there. (laughs) Yeah, your raw skills, your ability to
1: improvise. And I personally don't really like that style. Oh, how come? Because a lot of the dancers might just be good at
0: choreography. So is that to say like the choreography is the planned routine that you've been working on?
1: Yeah, because that's what counts. Like the dance competition shows off a planned choreography that you created. huh. You create a routine, but to have that thrown away because you're not possibly good at improvising. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's there's a very big difference. Some some dancers need to plan it out. They need time to create a story or map out what they want to do. Yes. A hundred percent.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And a lot of them also just cannot dance to other styles.
0: You like know you what no you, you're speak you're speaking to like a very like uh personal chord for me too because uh I mean just like you guys, I may not be a dancer, but I am an illustrator for the community. And when I'm drafting something, I have a really I'm just gonna be frank here. My initial idea for a commission or something that people give me, I'm doing a really ass thumbnail. Like I have a very bare bones thing that I'm trying to mold and craft into something that I want to see better, you know? And you're totally right when you're speaking to, okay, we're going to put you on the spot to draw now, and you have to make this Mona Lisa. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you train yourself for different styles and preparations.
1: Yeah. So, like, there's there's definitely a lot of dancers that just, they need more time to Mm -hmm. put their heart into the thing they created. Yeah. Then you throw them like completely out of the loop and give them a, like a song and, and style that they're just not used to at all. And, they, and you just tell them, do it.
0: Yeah, like go. Okay. And it's like you've got to kind of like hesitate and just get over anxiety and everything and performance. Performance anxiety is something that I've dealt with for, like basically since I was in elementary when I had to give my first like classroom presentation. how how do you feel like you've dealt with that over the years? I mean, were you always extroverted or how do you put yourself out there?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I am extroverted. I feel like I'm, I just like to perform and, but I have like a very, I definitely have a social battery that gets spent.
0: Oh, I, yeah, same. 100% same. Like, I feel like If I'm even in a room party, and even if I'm not saying anything, just the social energy just gets to me. And it's like, okay, I got to decompress, guys. And then I went back up to, like, my... This is what happened at my first FurCon. I was on, like, the the floor. I was engaging with everybody, hugging all the fursuits, taking all the pictures. And then I I just went back up to my room solo, and then I just kind of, like, bawled my eyes out. I was just kind of crying because of, like... It was good energy, but it was just so much for me when I first went.
1: Uh-huh. yeah it's exactly the same like i just like love interacting with people i love like just socializing and stuff but like i definitely like it takes a lot of out of me to mm-hmm. do that.
0: what what was sort of your first con experience like i mean i know we talked about the dancing but like just like dancing aside like what was it like for you to experience it if you can first recant that kind of experience
1: i mean when like my first dance competition?
0: No, not even, you know, related to dancing. Just for you as a person experiencing the furry culture. I'm I'm always interested in hearing how people have to, like, you know, feel when they first get into the community in person. I can barely remember anymore. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess you did say back in, like, two, like, like pre-what, 2009, you said? It was 2009 it was my first one. Dang. I don't know, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well... I mean, I had this overwhelming... I joined back in, like, 2016, and my first BLFC or convention, furry convention, wasn't until, like, three years later in the community going to my local, uh, you know, fursuit meets and stuff. And even from those small meetings, there was some weird level of, like, wow, I feel like these people understand me. Like, I feel like we're all kind of weird here, and I don't have to say anything, but we're all just kind of, you know, being kooky and fun. And, And it was such a, like comfortable experience that i had to stay in the community
1: yeah i would definitely agree i i definitely like understand like there was very much a vibe of like, we're all
0: weirdos and mm-hmm. i can be like, with that loose you kind of have um, to be because like you feel like you have to cut loose like you know you know when it comes to like the everyday boring stuff that happens that like oh i have to adult i have to work like the, it just builds up and you need that kind of outlet And yeah, I feel like uh that's that's sort of where I channel that energy also into my art. And if I wasn't in the community, I feel like with my close friends, I wouldn't have cultivated this sort of feeling and confidence in myself to start drawing and and I told myself this, I was like I want to get better at this craft and I want to make my living at it. So like here I am from going to this shy boy, you know, in middle school that can barely like enunciate words to literally talking to like awesome fursuit dancers and stuff <laughs> i mean how how would you say that you've changed i mean did okay if if you were to like sit down with some new people and they're like what the heck is the furry fandom how would you sort of bring them into it like would you say no don't join us this, this is a bad idea <laughs> Like, you're going to invest thousands of dollars into fursuits. You're going to buy so much art. You're going to be broke. You're, <laughs> But, no, like, at the end of the day, though, we do cultivate a lot of good, like, wholesome, fun shenanigans, and it's. I think it's overall a good time. But, you know, we have all of our memes, though, too, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I like to talk about the furry fandom, I like to uh, compare it to other things that people might be more familiar with.
0: Oh, uh, I guess that would be, like, anime conventions, right?
1: So, like, I, I first started with anime. I was big into that. Um, but then, like, I found Furry, and I realized, like, what I was actually looking for. I was looking for the creativity and everyone else, like, contributing to it. And that was my favorite part of the fandom. Like, I left, I left a lot of the anime behind because it just started repeating itself, and everyone's, like, fixated on buying the merchandise and just all praising these made up these characters made by companies over in different countries so.
0: yes yes totally and I, again i have nothing against people who do like freaking love anime as a whole it is a very fun community and i i have uh, full disclosure here across from my desk i have like cat booby girls i have hatsune miku figures i have midoriya and deku and all might from my hero academia on my shelves.
1: Sure, yeah, and I was I was like way into that too, but then I was like, but when does it stop? When am I getting? It doesn't. Stories? It doesn't
0: stop, Mangi. It never stops.
1: Um, yeah, like the anime became so materialistic after a while, um, and like I was just got getting tired of the same stories being told over and over. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, furry I love so much because like we made it ourselves. Like we are responsible for like. 80 percent of the content
0: yes like you can only like... you can say like oh companies want to try and commoditize this and it becomes a real drama talking point at times but like when uh you did you ever catch wind of like when those knockoff fursuits were a thing uh, like
1: the um yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, like they would take uh, well known furries and they would make like these cheaply made fursuits that people would buy for like $30 from China or something like that. And immediately, like the Twitter sphere shit all over it. And it's like, okay, this, <laughs> this is no longer a thing. But yeah. um, as a whole, though, I think the community is really healthy in recognizing that type of thing when somebody wants to take advantage of us or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's not necessarily something you get in the anime space too, because, like you said, like we're, we're in digesting, like, sort of products in a way from these companies, even though they come from sometimes, you know, like mangaka, like artists make their own work and then it becomes super popular. But it becomes sort of like just this iconic pop culture type of stuff instead of like our own little, uh, weird little fuzzy spaces.
2: Mm
1: hmm. But yeah, we definitely like really embrace um, the people that contribute and make our own content.
0: What was, was there a sort of also like, I mean, coming from your background as a dancer, is there a performative aspect to even wanting to share yourself through YouTube content? Like what, what's the sort of drive for you there?
1: I'm just, I'm just like a fully creative person all around. Like I, I'm not just a dancer. I also made like skits videos i've run several panels i made fursuits i drew arts like i did everything
0: oh so just i mean i mean would you say like if you don't mind me unpacking this here like would you say your family as a whole was just a very supportive group for you to just pursue anything you wanted
1: Uh, i mean like they're just kind of laid back about it I
0: (laughs) and that's fair enough like I, i i could say like as a you know as a person who's also like a furry and my family it doesn't they don't know anything about furry so when i mention it they're like oh it's anime or something you know yeah they
1: were kind of the same way like they they understood the anime stuff i did cosplay for a while so they understood i like dressing up and acting like other things mm-hmm. and, then, and then furry came along it's like oh it's just another cosplay thing
0: it's not a fairy's they- mom
1: and then I started showing them my dance videos. I'm like, hey, this is fun. And then I started showing them I was winning stuff. And like, oh, wow, you're Uh-oh. good.
0: It's like, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> they're like, oh, you're pretty cool. And you have something to show for it. I have that.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, that's like taking you so far as to like making connections with so many people, I could imagine, and then making more crossover content, <laughs> like with Fluke and everything. And it just yeah, stemmed like, from kind of- one sort of interest, right? Like-
1: Yeah, like, it really does blow people's mind. I I know people from across the entire world. Mm -hmm. Like, the furry fandom basically got me over to the
0: UK. Oh, yeah. Actually, do you want to talk about that a little bit then? So, uh, I mean, diving sort of into, like, your relationship, too. Like, I personally found my boyfriend through the community. I wasn't even expecting to have a relationship ever in my life, but that just was a thing that happened.
1: In like the relationships, they, they happen, yeah, uh, places, but um, but they also, uh, yeah, they come and go.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, moving across the world is a big jump, but that's pretty amazing, though, too, because I would be scared as heck. Uh-huh.
1: Um, no, it was a very big jump, but it was, like kind of during a very um scary time. This felt like a, a good place to to be.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean that's perfectly understandable. Um so I mean if we're sort sort of branching into the future now, how do you see yourself cultivating like other projects in the community? Or like what is your sort of pie in the sky thing that you can look to every once in a while?
1: Um <laughs> uh... Well, I have been dancing for a very long time. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I think I, I will like try to try to gravitate a bit more towards like judging and, and hosting dance competitions now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and like fostering more dancers to come up and uh, and embrace. The whole performance of it all
0: and you mentioned that you host panels so i guess that's sort of like what you're doing is dipping your toes into like now that you're sort of this veteran fur now you have to pass on the torch and then sort of get more people into it
1: yeah exactly i had to to come up with with ways to uh make furries uh enjoy their their space
0: oh yeah totally And I think anything, like, that's sort of the thing. Like, everybody comes to this group as a whole where it's like, how can we just make this more fun for everybody? And, like, sort of all ships rise with the tide, and then everybody just gets more enjoyment out of the community. A lot of the times they didn't even know that they liked, but, we, you know, we expose them to it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's safe to say, at least for yourself, Mangy, like, in the future... Whatever it is that you're doing, it'll probably be related to the fandom then, in a way, maybe.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, I've I've met so many people, um, and moving to the UK, I've also like uh, left a lot of people, and I missed those people. Mm-hmm. Um, that pictures from the most recent FWA, and it was very wonderful being back there, um, and I reconnected with so many people, and I missed them. Evermore, but I just felt so much love with um, with being back with them, and it felt like I, I hadn't I hadn't been forgotten at all. So it was really wonderful.
0: It, yeah, that's a nice thing though too about just having chats so prevalent. Like, oh, you want to go on Discord? Just talk with them online. Like, you want to just text them? Um, I mean, you could send a letter. Maybe that's nice every so often. You know, a handwritten letter. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I
1: like now want to like keep those those relationships and connections strong and and um just be there for the next time our paths cross
0: yeah do you ah oh, no you know what like coming from like a lot of local meets, going and expanding my horizons online i felt like it's hard for myself to sort of um i mean we spoke to this too about like our energy levels being like I can only handle so much, like, social energy and then I got to kind of recluse and then recu- recuperate. But you maybe just want to build that stamina back up again and then just engage with everybody. Um, do you feel like there's sometimes, like, a FOMO or, like, because there are so many conventions happening, there's just, like, so much, you know, art and memes, you know, circulating that you have a bit of, like, fear of missing out or anything? Yeah. Or how how do definitely... you tackle that?
1: I look at my bank account. <laughs> And I realized, no, I could never afford going to all of those.
0: I know. Like, I know some furries that are really go hard in the community, and they're flying like con to con. And I'm like, that is crazy. But I mean, more power to them. That just means I have more opportunities to meet up and hang out. Yeah. Well, I,
1: I can just do
0: my best to make make the european
1: cons look good and convince them to fly over to my cons
0: <laughs> i know i want to go oh my god i went to your uh no i didn't go to Eurofriends, but uh my friend went chorp the tiger and oh my god he loved it it looks so fun and i think it's like one of is it one of the biggest cons out there yeah um in, in europe it is the biggest con yeah oh the biggest oh i mean i would imagine that you've gone to it then yeah
1: yep yeah a few times
0: how your it's, um,
1: It's very, very nice. It's a great vibe. There's a very much a feel like um, this is a furry only space.
0: Um. <laughs> Ooh, that brings up a little thing, though. Um, when it comes to conventions, uh, I think there was a little bit of drama on like, okay, how are we going to handle conventions when it comes to like being family friendly or yeah. just 18 plus? What is your sort of take on that? i mean it's interesting um even though it's funny
1: like even though your is 18 plus Mm -hmm. they for some reason highly police like any sort of kink anyways
0: oh does this include things like pup masks if you were to wear those on the con floor
1: yeah you never see those on the con floor at your whoa
0: i didn't know that actually that seems kind of odd, actually, because it's not like it's sexual in any way. You could just wear, like, a fursuit head. What's the difference, you know?
1: I mean, it just kind of just rely, It comes down
0: to um, who runs the
1: convention, really.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's yeah. true. There, it, it, So many things go through, like, so many, you know, hands, and there's so many board members, I could imagine. Like, uh, my boyfriend is wanting to get into hosting a convention in Hawaii one day. So that is something that we would really like to develop here. So I'm sure we got to like go through that whole process of just understanding like, you know, the the con deals and just knowing what we can or can't allow just to make sure everybody has a good time. And I really do sympathize with the people out there who have to think about that stuff because I'm just running around like a hooligan anyway.
1: Yeah, but in the same sense, um, I think that the being depraved of that uh sort of uh adult aspect of it mm-hmm. has given birth to other events that embrace it even more because that, they want to i think that's it. terrible yeah <laughs> um so, because so you're you're very,
0: shunning oh sorry go on there's a very
1: fun event uh that happens in manchester uk Ooh, what is that um it's called animals okay um, and it's like a, it's a one night thing and it's just like, it's a nightclub in Manchester and they do it uh, usually three or four times a year mm-hmm. um, and they'll basically book out a nightclub. It's like two floors and it'll just be like furries and pups come and dance the whole night away and they can wear just about any gear they want or no gear. Maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can Little imagine too, no gear. <laughs> Hell yeah! When is it? Okay, sign me up. I'm going. I'm gonna fly. Okay, I'll see you there.
1: It it just it pops up and you have to jump on it when you hear about it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Oh, so it's not necessarily a furry thing though. It's just like this kind of fun, open thing that like kink communities adopted over there, and you can just have a blast over there anyway. It's half furry.
1: It's it's definitely down the middle, half furry,
0: half (laughs) pop. Oh, I'm surprised they don't have a sort of a. A, a joke name that seems like it's sort of a requirement for a convention or any sort of furry party. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, wait, shoot. Have I not been sharing myself to you this whole time? Are you just looking at yourself?
1: I, I'm i just looking at a face
0: myself. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Mangy.
1: <laughs> Your adorable avatar went away. No.
0: Okay, well, at least it was recording for the what do you call um let's see if we can go to stream this uh change windows um there can you see my boy how are how are things now
1: hello he's back
0: yay i'm so sorry about that but no uh, like i mean like those parties and everything those those little like night outings uh i just came back last night from karaoke and I haven't done karaoke in, like, a good couple of years because of the – I mean, I think you heard of this thing called, like, a pandemic, you know, the the corona or something. I don't know. But oh. that's definitely been keeping people indoors, and I think now that we're sort of recuperating and recovering from this, this weird time that I've never experienced before, like, everything's opening back up and – Everybody can just, like, get this energy out again. So singing my heart out last night was so good, and I'm so glad I didn't blow out my vocal cords for this interview. I'm I'm really appreciative of that.
1: You sound just fine. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I hope I don't sound too raspy or anything. Eh. But
1: uh, What is your your go-to karaoke song?
0: Ooh, I'm a big fan of Journey or, like, Asia. So, you know, I was singing my heart out at the heat of the moment. That was so good. Do you have like a go-to? Do you karaoke over there?
1: Yeah, yeah, we karaoke too. Um, my go-to would definitely be um, What's Up by Four Non-Blondes.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to check that out.
1: I've never heard of that one. You, you'll recognize it if you hear it. You'll recognize it.
0: <laughs> my jam is totally 80s music. I don't know. I did, I'm a 90s kid, but oh my God, 80s like synthwave and stuff. Oh, I love it. Four Non-Blondes is 90s. Ooh. Is it, like, sort of punkish? I mean, think 90s are, like, pretty good for, like, punk rock type of stuff, too.
1: It's very much uh, a lot like Alanis Morissette.
0: Mmm. I see. In
1: fact, I think she wrote some of her songs.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. You know what? That just makes me think now, too. Like, when you're curating your music and stuff, like, do you have a sort of vibe that you try to go for? Or I know you mentioned, um... like, you're you're going for story. You're doing things, like, very literally and trying to just you know, let your body illustrate that type of stuff? Like, are you, are you I'm, I'm guessing it's just sort of like whatever you're feeling at the moment, right?
1: There's a lot that goes into it for me with my music selection. Um, I'm listening to music constantly, like absolutely constantly. Um, and then sometimes I just come across a song, it's like, this would be so perfect for a dance routine because mm-hmm. it, it just meets a lot of different um, criteria that I'm looking for.
0: Ooh, would you like to unpack that a little bit? Like, what what is the criteria?
1: Like, it just has to get my attention right away. It has to have a very good beat. Um, it needs to have moments where it goes up and down. Like, it needs to have, like, pauses for me, moments where I can catch my breath and then pick it right back up. It needs to be, like, dynamic in a
0: way. Mm-hmm. This so is that to say that like it doesn't necessarily need a high BPM like as long as you can have those moments to sort of like you know linger in that silence after a, a beat drop or something.
1: It just needs a lot of good moments for me to like
0: get a vision of. Oh, are you That's actually picturing I... yourself dancing then as you do that? All the time, all the time. Oh, they make okay. little music. <laughs> oh, are um? May I also ask like so? I mean for myself. As an artist, I always think of, you know, other artists out in the community or even in non-furry spaces that I really do get inspiration from, um, like for, from Dark Gem, from Null Ghost and stuff like that. Um, you know, Bray, and he does his comic and everything. Um, are there particular dancers or just other types of art that really gets you, your blood flowing and motivated?
1: Um, I'm someone who's very much inspired by cultural um examples mm-hmm. so like i listen to lots of music from absolutely everywhere like i'm someone who does not really care what the lyrics say at all mm-hmm. uh, which which means that i can like listen to spanish music korean music japanese music french music um i love so many different uh languages and their styles of music and also comes with very different cultural dancing styles too and mm-hmm. i've adapted a lot
0: into my art is this come from like the korean like maybe even like <laughs> bts or something like that like what what is your interpretation of them and like how does that fit into your style and tastes
1: yeah i mean like that the whole k-pop scene is fascinating too it's I've huge studied, like, yeah i i've watched like documentaries on on how what the k-pop industry is and it was like really fascinating to me um i like grew up loving japanese visual K style uh i do i I incorporate a lot of that in my head movement because Mm -hmm. like they because um if you're not familiar with with j rock um
0: like i know a a little bit of bump of chicken and stuff like that the the biggest draw of that was like basically their hair oh just like the super theatrical like sort of kabuki theater level type of like 80s style hair too they had giant hair. But yeah. to
1: show off hair the most, they had to move their head around. So they had to be very dramatic with um the words they said. And I was like, yeah. it would work so well in fursuit. I'm going to move my head dramatically to the lyrics to make it look like it's coming out of my mouth.
0: Oh, can you linger on that for a bit too? Because there's this point where it's like, okay, so you're in fursuit. And I've partialed fursuit before. And I've done a full suit from f- some of my friends, even though I don't personally have a full suit. But you when you mentioned that you have to exaggerate, like, what, like, I, like, your movements are kind of dulled down because you're in this fluffy, big, you know, fuzzy boy. So, do you keep that in mind, then, even when you're trying to showcase a, a pose or something?
1: Yeah, definitely. I had to extend all the way. I had to make, like, a big, like, a kind of, like, I don't know, thrust things out.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, thrusting so, is pretty nice.
1: My moves <laughs> translates through that body of fur.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i also have to remember that my head is also a a dancing object too so like i try to move my head in a way so that it looks like i am bringing things out from there as well like it's part of it
0: yeah it's sort of like when when like in your head you have an idea of how you're moving but like how is the audience looking at you and how is it actually like coming out like how are you puppeteering yourself you know
1: yeah exactly i need i need the whole character to come alive i can't just be one of those furries just like just like i'm talking and disassociating and like (laughs) wow
0: this is good content um (laughs) you kind of look like you froze on frame (laughs) yeah (laughs) no
1: i gotta come alive i have to make sure that my head is much gesture as
0: my and it's performative, like, I mean, not even on the dance floor, you're when you're walking around in suit, like, you know what, and I'm not gonna peg anybody on anything, because some people in the fandom, they treat themselves just as their normal selves in character, their character is no different from just their normal, you know, person self, and that's 100% valid. Um, I feel like when I get into suit, there's a little bit more of like a pep that I have to like, you know, throw out there and then that sort of is just that kind of more in your face type of energy I mean I think yeah you, you mentioned like you like a little bit of sass too so that, I think that translates pretty well for you
1: yeah I, people have caught on to that my hips are my, my special weapon they don't lie they don't lie
0: <laughs> what is the story with the mushroom bag I noticed like you have a mushroom cap too think yeah for some reason it uh your fursuit head stays like perfectly in focus but the mushroom bag goes into focus
1: i mean it's, it's way back then um i don't know it's just uh it's just a very useful bag it's just like the right size it's cute it's red it matches my persona so
0: i know it's a really cute and- prop I know, I like it when um, some furs, they carry around, like, giant inflatable pool toys and stuff on the show floor, and it's yeah. just like, oh, it's so fun.
1: Yeah. Um, but the past FWA, that was just kind of the theme, was Enchanted Forest.
0: Oh, so that's it- why you had the mushroom cap. Oh, okay, I that totally flew over my head. Okay. I feel dumb. It,
1: it, it, I, I use it in several different occasions. <laughs>
0: That's true. Oh, yeah, and for people who don't know, conventions most often have a type of theme, and you can play to that theme. Uh, I was really buttery when um, they were going to do the BLFC Cyberpunk one in 2020, but obviously, that one got canceled. Uh, And I bought, like, this whole Cyberpunk ensemble jacket and stuff from, like, a Hollywood studio, and I was so ready to go, and then it died, and I was just looking at it in my closet. I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, overall, um, oh shoot, it's like almost twelve for me right now, and I know it's getting late for you too, Mangi. Um, Is it? I'm, That's all right. I gotta go to. Well, I have also a lunch bowling for furry get together too. Okay. But um, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful, cozy night, Mangi, and I really appreciate you for taking the time to just chat with me here and uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been Tree Bark. Um, would there be any last minute things like you'd like to shout out, Mangi? Um, I mean anything at all. Uh, like what you're going to be up to next, even possibly, or what convention you plan on going to, anything and whatsoever your heart desires. If you want to let the people know,
1: I, I don't know. Like, uh, ever since we got over this pandemic, I've just been kind of going wild and and filling every moment of my time up with. Uh, opportunities to just be on adventure, put myself out there, be with friends, explore the places I can explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so much going on. Like uh, next week, I'm going to visit Confuzzled for like just one day, which is um, the local British furry convention. It's pretty big.
0: Ooh, Confuzzled.
1: Confuzzled. So, um, then like I have like a concert the next week and another concert, and then I'm Uh, I think I'm going to Barcelona for a few days. (laughs)
0: Ooh, that sounds nice.
1: A lot of lot of fun things, but yeah. Any any time I I can fill space with just interacting with life.
0: (laughs) I know. Thanks for interacting with me, Maggie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if you ever want to interact again, I am just full of talking.
0: Yay! Okay. So I'll, yeah, I'll definitely poke you again. And maybe we'll have you on the show again. Um, but whatever it is that you're up to, Mangie, I'm I'm always like super stoked to see what you're making. And whatever you're putting out there, I'm, I'm gonna be a fan and a spectator in the crowd. So one day, maybe if you are in the Western world, I will definitely give you a hug.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Come see us sometime in old Europe.
0: Yes, oh no,, I, ugh. one day I will definitely go to Europe. And I wanted to go to like Germany too, and then see the castles over there. Oh, that's a bucket list item. It's so pretty.:
1: That's something I really need to do, because like your friends is in Berlin, and Berlin is nothing like the rest of Germany.:
0: Oh, really. Okay, I, I'm <laughs> wait, wait, real quick. how come? Why is that?:
1: um, Mostly just because of, of the, how the world events happened. Because of World War Two, mm-hmm. Berlin was pretty much just destroyed, and oh. it was, you know, it was built up back again into a new modern city. So Berlin itself, she does not have that much old history to it. There's and a lot of new has, age culture type of things, a lot of new stuff. Like there's nothing too um, European about it. I would say. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, but like there, I, I feel like going around the city itself it's not too inspirational i would say Mm -hmm. Um, the rest of germany is very very different very has a strong german culture there's you know uh, very different housing and um
0: that's also one thing i noticed from you too though you do love like going to those like i don't know if you call it like a monastery or like some kind of like big church or like those cathedral. art cathedral places, like oh, it looks so pretty when you share those pictures.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, cathedrals are really cool. Of course, if you see a few, you see them all, really. But oh okay. Like...
0: <laughs> well, all the I, cathedrals. I at least want to go to one, and then I'll just yeah. be in. I'll be in awe. But
1: I, I would take a cathedral.
0: Oh really? Oh, Okay, I am gonna hold you to that, mangie. I will poke you one day about that. Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> okay well thank you guys for listening and this was a very lovely episode uh i've been your host theo once again and i've been blessed by the wonderful amazing creator and dancer and just overall lovely person mengusu thank you mangi
1: thank you for having me
2: Bye bye
0: hello folks uh you made it to the end of the video and i wanted to congratulate you with this ad if you want to check out more things that i do and keep up with my creative projects you can follow my Twitter at Shikokubo, that's S-H-I-K-O-K-U-B-O. Fair warning, it is pretty wild west up there, so whatever you see is what you get, and I'm not taking responsibility. But if you want to check out my Patreon, that's also at Shikokubo, that's S-H-I-K-O-K-U-B-O. And I generally treat it as a tip jar, so if you'd like to just throw some fun bucks my way, it goes a very long way for me, my projects, and the show. So, I'll just still make this stuff, but a little goes a long way, and I really appreciate it. So I hope you guys have a great day, and take care.
2: Bye-bye.